This is a podcast from souf.co.uk. Hello, I'm Patrick Downs. This is all about film, whether it be Blu-ray, DVD or streaming. This is Bring the Film. One Life follows British humanitarian Nicholas Winton, who helped save hundreds of Central European children from the Nazis on the eve of World War II. I've seen your letter in the press. Well, then you understand the urgency. The process... Our first group consists of 20 children who are in the most dire need. They will arrive by train into Liverpool Street Station in, in two weeks' time. Yes, two weeks. A fortnight. Which is why we're asking for your help to... to to accelerate the process. Yeah, applications are dealt with in turn. The process takes time. We don't have time. The German army could cross the border any day. Mr. Ledbetter, these are your children, yes? They are. They are families, just like this. Just like yours. Living in conditions you cannot imagine. The threat of war hangs over them. What do they have done for you? is to stand against Nazi expansionism. All they ask in return is a temporary refuge for their children from whatever horror is yet to come. Isn't that the least this country should offer? Directed by James Hall, starring Anthony Hopkins, Johnny Flynn, Lena Olin and Helena Bonham Carter. And our correspondent, Steph H. caught up with James Hall, the director, about how excited he is about the audiences getting a glimpse of this film. Tremendously excited and, and a little bit nervous because it feels like such a huge story and a responsibility that we have to tell it right. But I'm pretty confident about the power of the film to move people and to tell the story quite powerfully. Certainly those who've seen it so far have needed their tissues. It looks like such an emotive story and it's an incredible true story as well. Can you tell me about when you first found out about the project and reading the script, was it like an automatic thought of, I absolutely need to be the person to make this film? Yes, I mean, even before reading the script, when I was first told the outline of the idea, I love films that are true stories. I love it if it has a resonance for now. I could see a really powerful character arc for our main character in the middle of the film. It had me pretty much there. And then the hint that maybe Anthony Hopkins would play the main character is is pretty compelling for a director. Um, Then reading the script and realising the atmosphere, the the power of the story, the battle of the underdog to do something apparently impossible and so emotive and so relevant. And to do it so humbly, it really is compelling and it makes it, it makes for a rich mix. Plus there's this little quirky thing that um, I worked on That's Life as my second ever job out of uni as a trainee researcher. So given the place of That's Life in the story of this film, it felt like a perfect circle. I want to ask you about the cast, obviously working with Oscar winning actor Anthony Hopkins. What was the most impressive thing about how he approached the role? I mean, Anthony's extraordinary. I, I, I think it's his process that's so impressive that he... He reads and watches and listens and consumes everything that he feels is relevant to the character and spends as much time as he can living with that character, going back and back and back through the script. And then in the rehearsal period together, we talk through as much the backstory as the lines, what brought Nikki to any particular point in the story in the film. So it was the thoroughness of that approach. And then it's the thing that's happened to me only a handful of times working with actors where you're on day one and the camera's running and you get a sense of this extraordinary actor becoming the character. Almost physically, they seem to change in front of the lens. Something about their very being shifts into this this other persona and he utterly owns Nicky Winton in this movie. 
And having Johnny Finn play the young Nicholas, the dynamic between him and Anthony playing the same person but at different ages, were there any like certain visual character traits you wanted them to depict? And can you kind of talk about how they prepared to play the same character? The way the filming went, uh, Anthony completed his part of the story first. So it was, the, if you like, the first three weeks of a six-week shoot, the 1980s part of the story. Johnny was, as he always is, incredibly charming and respectful to the senior actor. Uh, he came to set on several days, met with Anthony, watched him at work, picked up some of his vocal rhythms, some of his physical idiosyncrasies. So he was able to then bring those to his younger performance. Obviously the script helped with that too. Some of the structure of the language, some of the um, little eccentricities are there to speak across the generations, to bind those two performances together. They're both such collaborators and it was a very, very special day on set when the younger Nicky came to meet the older Nicky and Johnny shook hands with Tony, yeah, just at the end of COVID. So I think Johnny was still masked, but you, you really felt the baton was being handed in that moment. And also Helena Bonham Carter, who you've worked with before, what does she bring to the energy on set for you? Helena is a, an extraordinary special person and, and actress. She is just a, a fizz of energy into any ensemble. She's just such fun. And she brings a carefully crafted eccentricity to any role. We needed somebody to play Nikki's mother, who was a, a formidable intellectual ball of energy that would bowl themselves into the British institutions and the, the hierarchy to help this whole operation of saving the children take place. It was a huge thing for Helena as well, partly because she feels like this reflects some of her life. She has Jewish heritage. She has heritage in Hampstead and North London. Um, so she knew, as she said, people like these. In fact, she still lives just a handful of streets away from where this very operation historically took place in the 1930s. Um, so she felt like it was playing the story of, of her tribe in her manner. So she brought passion to it. She brought brilliance, as she always does. And she's just such fun to have on set. A director doesn't get, get away lightly. I have the mic taken out of me almost on an hourly basis. But that's sort of part of the deal and probably why we're friends. The level of research that you had to do for the story list, were you in touch with the Winton family or any of the survivors' families? The research goes back before me. Emil Sherman and Ian Canning, who are the founders and execs of Seesaw, had wanted to make this film since 2010, or very soon after the King's speech, as it happens. So they'd been in touch with Nicky at the time because he was still alive, and his family, particularly his daughter, Barbara, who wrote Nicky's biography during his lifetime. So the family was hugely involved. And when Barbara tragically became too unwell, her husband and her son took over as the principal points of contact with research, talking to the actors. I mean, Helena, for example, rang to talk to Barbara about her grandmother, you know, who, who was Babby, what does she remember of her, to, to just to flesh out the character a little more and hear from her firsthand. Uh, we had a, a wonderful research team and they helped me at every level, finding some of the kinder themselves. There are a handful who are still alive. I met with some, I spoke at length on the phone with some, and indeed the children of the children who were able to pass on family history if their parents were no longer with us. That combined with the art department, who are an extraordinary resource 
Obviously, this is a story in a period that is deeply documented. So both in London and in Prague, we had teams digging into, into every detail that they could find that would flesh out the film. And I'm very, very proud, actually, of the detail we've brought to the film on every level. It's something that the historians advising us have mentioned and the family, Nikki's family, have seen the film and they've been pleased and, and I think quite touched by the detail we've managed to bring in the telling of the story. And finally, can you tell me a bit about what it means for you and the film to be selected as part of the London Film Festival and to have the European premiere as part of the festival as well? I mean, it's just such an extraordinary honour to be a gala at the London Film Festival. I mean, this, this is a story that has its beginnings in London with the young Nicky during the war years. It sort of ends in London at the BBC with the reveal of the scrapbook and, and that YouTube clip that's viral several times a year. Uh, so it seems entirely appropriate. And to London in this moment, London as um, a welcoming point for refugees, London as it finds its place in a new international world. I don't want to get too big or pious about this, but I think there's a real resonance. Lots of people who've seen the film so far have said that it's touched them in the way that it speaks to them today about the world we live in today. So this is not some dry, fusty, historical film. It's something that reaches out and talks to us and makes us feel right now. For it to be playing the gala at London, to be at the South Bank at the Festival Hall is an enormous and thrilling honour. An extraordinary story has come to light about a young man who many years ago visited Prague. And what he found there was a terrible situation. Thousands of refugees stranded, living in desperate conditions and at the mercy of Hitler's imminent invasion. This young man, whose name was Nicholas Winton, decided that something had to be done. And so he managed to rescue 669 children. This is his scrapbook. All sorts of fascinating photographs. Perhaps you can see here's a photograph of Nicholas Winton himself with one of the children he rescued. But at the very back is a list of all the children that he rescued. Here is Vera Diamantova, now Vera Gissing. We found her name on his list, and Vera is here with us tonight. Hello, Vera. Hello. Now, I should tell you that you are, in fact, sitting next to Mr. Nicholas Winton. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Starring Anthony Hopkins and directed by James Hawes, it's One Life and it's available now. And with that, thanks for checking me out on the Bring the Film podcast today. I'm Patrick Dance, and you can keep in touch across Twitter at I'm Patrick Dance, also on Instagram or Facebook.com forward slash official pop tart. And there's also the website, souf.co.uk. This is a podcast from souf.co.uk.